Good morning. Yesterday we talked about anger. Today we're going to talk about what's fueling your anger. Day 1, Mark 11, verse 25. Let's go there. Let's talk about it. Thank you. It is never profitable to hold grudges against anyone, no matter what they have done. Unforgiveness is like a bitter root in our hearts, poisoning our thoughts and our decisions. We are to be our likely we are to be like our Heavenly Father, willing to forgive our trust, willing to forgive all transgressions, and eager to see our offenders be redeemed and restored. God is able to strengthen us and heal us of all pain. We have experienced at the hands of another person but he also requires us to forgive them that person the same way he forgave us this is not a choice but a commandment as well because forgiveness is special when the person doesn't deserve it it's one of the greatest demonstrations of love because that is what god did for us the first step to control anger is to realize that the root of anger is pain. To quote the old song by R.E.M., everybody hurts sometimes. Our pain comes to us in a physical or emotional sense. Knowing and acknowledging this pain is key and begin to heal from it. So Father God, I ask for your help to forgive those who offended me. Lord, I don't want to store up resentment against anyone because it will affect the way I treat them treat others in communion with you. Help me follow your example, O oh Lord. Help me to be as forgiven to my offenders as you were forgiven to me. No matter how deep the pain in my heart is, heart may be, I know that you can heal me. Father, I ask that you heal my heart where it hurts and help me find the strength to forgive, let go of any painful situation in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And in Mark chapter 11, thank you, Jesus. Verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also, which in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Amen, praise God. Next we have Proverbs 11, verse 12. It takes wisdom to understand the importance of keeping peace with everyone in your life. Only a fool will take delight in starting quarrels and stirring up decision among people. There's nothing to benefit from strife. All it brings is pain, discomfort, and sorrow. Why would one want to live like that? When you have godly wisdom, you will know when to confront and when to draw back. Godly wisdom will also help to confront a person in a respectful yet firm manner. You do not need to insult a person in order to get your point across. That is foolishness. We often find it necessary to insult people we think are below us because center assistance, customer service, waiters, employees, etc. Every heart matters, and the words you speak will either break or build a heart. 
Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom will guide you in speaking effectively without causing strife with another person. But dear God, it can become hard to think clearly when I am caught in tense situations. Father, I pray that if I am ever caught in a tough situation, may I think clearly guided by your wisdom and not by my emotions or my feelings. May I always have it in my heart to want to be at peace with everyone. And may you help me live this out. I cannot do it on my own power. I know that maintain peace with my neighbors is attainable. Through you, O oh Lord, may you guide me accordingly with your wisdom at the front of my mind. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to read Proverbs 11, verse 12. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holding holds his peace. The next one we'll find, we find in Proverbs 14, verse 29. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know people who have anger management issues? Maybe they fly off the handle as a slice. Provocation, maybe they snap at you for the least little things. Maybe they exhibit road rage and yell and curse at the driver in front of them. It's difficult to be in a relationship with someone who cannot control his, his anger. Peace is not present and such a relationship enjoys seldom seen. Solomon says here that those who are quick-tempered invite folly or foolishness. Many times people who cannot control their anger end up saying something they regret. They often ruin relationships and sometimes they even end up breaking the law. There are many people behind bars locked up for life who could not or did not control their tempers. On the other hand, this proverb tells us that those who are slow to anger have great understanding. In other words, people who know how to control their anger are wise. They are in control of their emotions and their words. They are able to maintain the relationship and usually are able to stay out of trouble. Solomon indicates that the slow to anger way is the best way. Father, help me to be slow to speak, I mean slow to anger. Give me the wisdom to control my temper and think before I speak. I don't want to be foolish like those who are lazy, who are hasty of spirit, excuse me. I want to be in control of my emotions and my temper so that I may not hurt myself or other people. Amen. So Proverbs 14, verse 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit is all his folly. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Then we've got another day uh, reading in James 1, 19 through 20. Thank you, Jesus. Anger is an emotion that mostly causes harm. Harm to yourself and others. Harm to your heart. And so anger will often produce the sensation or feeling of intense rage that people describe by the common phrases of seeing red or making my blood boil. We have all felt it at some point or another in our lives towards someone or something. Many times anger manifests itself in regrettable, harsh words or actions towards the ones we love. Controlling, thank you, Jesus. 
Uh, controlling our anger can be a difficult thing. Screaming, shouting, and telling someone what you really think of them can make us feel empowered over the situation while we're in the midst of it. That is until the rate subsides and you realize how much you have hurt the other person. We are warned in Proverbs to steer away from those who are easily angry because they will bring trouble and folly. Relationships can be scared, scarred by the actions of an angry person. Father, I pray for healing and change happen. A changed heart full of grace and forgiveness is the best place to start overcoming the anger that wants to rise up with, from within us. Amen. So James 1, 19 through 20, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, so to speak, so the wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. The last reading of this uh, study is, uh, Anger is an emotion that mostly causes harm. Harm to yourself and others. Harm to your heart and soul. Anger will often produce a sensation. Wait a minute, I just read that. I just read that. We're going to be reading about Ephesians now. Well, there is such a thing as righteous or indignation times when we ought to be angry, ungodly anger at sin and gives the devil a foothold in our heart and life. Even like a beachhead must first be secured by an army invading by sea before a land can be conquered. Even so, the devil must have some space, excuse me, from which to conduct his assaults. When we deny him that place or foothold, he cannot overcome us. O Lord of our hearts, let not anger lead us to sin. Let it not create a foothold for the devil in us. Let us not go to sleep at night. Thank you, Jesus, without such anger being already quenched and dealt with. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, oh man. That's awesome. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against this fallen world. Let not our anger be focused on man, but against us, our true enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. So we read Ephesians 4, 26, 23. Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.